baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Charlie Brennan sitting in for Chris and Amy. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thanks to Steve Moore for inviting me to sit in for uh, three hours. This is the last Chris and Amy show for 2023. So uh, let's uh, make it work. And then, of course, at 1 o'clock, it's the uh, Dave Glover show. Um, Every... April, we have a group of volunteers, and we go around the area picking up litter. This year, it's scheduled for April 20th. One of our great partners at Hampton and 44 has been the Drury Hotel because the general manager there allows our volunteers to park there before we pick up all the area litter. So uh, hats off to them, and we're going to talk about Drury just around the corner on The Voice of St. Louis uh, when we talk to David Nishwitz, who's the director of marketing with this family-owned hotel chain. Um, But I do want to mention that April 20th is our litter cleanup day this year. We've got a lot of great partners, including Dave Dimmitt, the mayor of Brentwood, Bank of America, the Spanish Lake Clean and Green Committee, the Greater North County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Have I mentioned... Who am I forgetting here? I know there's there's many. Oh, MoDOT, MoDOT, for example. So if you'd like to join us, just email me at cwbrennan at kmox.com. And I didn't thank all of those who helped out with the daffodils in October. Uh, Power Insurance, Bank of America, the St. Louis Cardinals, Operation Brightside, the St. Louis International Film Festival, and the High Point Theater, uh, Lodging Hospitality Management, Concordia Seminary, Washington University, and thank goodness for this rain because we bought 10,000 bulbs and it would be really embarrassing if they didn't have enough water to sprout. I don't know if you saw this, but a Gapminder, let me just take two minutes here. Gapminder is a website uh, where they list positive trends. Uh, they, They say they fight devastating ignorance with facts. And I learned about this because I follow a Harvard professor by the name of Steven Pinker, who every year comes out with his own list of good things that are happening. You know, because you listen to shows like mine and others, and you think that everything is going downhill in the world. Well, Gapminder says if you look at the facts, you'll see that there are good things happening. And one of them, I will add, that's not on the list is that homicides in the city of St. Louis are down. Last year, we had 200. We're down to 156. That's a 22% drop. That is good news. But wait, wait, there's more. A new malaria vaccine was approved last year. Uh, We had the biggest breakthrough of cervical cancer treatment in 20 years. It can cut the death rate of cervical cancer by 35%. That happened in 2023. 2023, we had our first whole eye transplant performed. The global child mortality rate is now the lowest ever. U.S. cancer deaths have fallen 35% since 1991. AIDS deaths are down about 50% since 2010. This is all good news. Major treatments um, for Alzheimer's have broken through. We now have the first vaccine against RSV. COVID no longer is categorized as a health emergency. The United Arab Emirates 
have launched the world's largest solar farm that's going to power 200,000 homes. Uh, the price of EV batteries have fallen. We have significant breakthroughs in fusion energy, which is quite clean, as you know. Uh, more people than ever are now having access to clean drinking water. The Internet is actually more affordable than ever. 91% of the world, more than, more than ever, have electricity. Um, we had a huge decline in poverty in Mexico. For the first time in 100 years, people will be able to swim in the Seine in 2024. That's the river in Paris. They're going to have the Olympics there. Uh, let's see. I have a few other things here. I'm, they, they have 100. Um, this, is, this is actually an idea I have. Tobacco companies are being forced to clean up uh, the cigarette butt litter in Spain with special taxes. You know, we should do that here. When you pick up litter, you see a lot of it comes from fast food operations. How about a special fast food tax? Um, I will say this. I have a friend. She's a neurologist at Mercy Hospital. She um, is from Croatia. In the early 1990s, she was living in Zagreb. And in Zagreb, during the war there, you know, of course, Yugoslavia had that civil war. She said to get to medical school walking down the street, you would have to walk zigzag in a zigzag pattern so the snipers wouldn't hit you. This is Dr. Ksenia Kos, local neurologist. She's a great, great mind. We're glad to have her here in town. She also said that there would be airstrikes in Zagreb, so you would just jump into any home, anyone, and go into the basement and sit with strangers in the dark until the bombing stopped. Now, we don't have that here. Sometimes I think we need to think of the good things we have and the life that we have and somewhat appreciate it. All right. End of column on this 20, on this, what, what do I, are we the 29th? Yeah, it's almost the end of the year. And you know, another thing to be grateful for, Drury Hotels. You know, here's a great family-owned company based in St. Louis, and I think it has 17 J.D. Power Awards, more than any other hotel chain, Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, Hilton, you name it. And Forbes just said uh, that it has the top brand recognition of any hotel hotel in America. That's pretty incredible. With us right now to discuss this amazing local company we should all be proud of, David Nishwitz, the Director of Marketing for Drury Hotels. David, welcome to KMOX. How are you? Great, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations on your Forbes recognition. Thank you. We're so grateful for our guests uh, in giving us this honor. It's it's really a pleasure. So you, you scored higher in this poll than any other hotel in the country. That's correct. 56 out of 300 that were on the list. And they evaluated 3,000 companies overall. So it's a true honor for us to be on that list. Now, I, I, when we, we're going to take a break in a matter of moments. And at that time, we are going to announce the new hotels that are opening in 2024. So it's a little bit of a cliffhanger. But I will tell you, I have had a great experience at some of your hotels. And I'll, I'll name a few of them. One, um, Cleveland, Ohio. Downtown, they took the Board of Education building. Mm -hmm. And you have transformed it into a beautiful hotel it was jammed in November, so I ended up at your Beechwood location, and it's right next to a national park called the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, where you can rent a bike and exercise, you know, ride your bike through the most beautiful bucolic area next to a river. I never knew about this place. 
exceptional national park. Lots of great waterfalls, and uh, I think there's some farms, urban farms that operate in that national park, so it's right next door to one of our hotels. So glad you're able to enjoy it. And, and my wife tells me, because we're heading out to Arizona, that uh, you've got a hotel that's like a six-minute drive from the Lowell Observatory, where, of course, you can night gaze and see the stars and all that, in Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff, Arizona, right next to uh, Northern Arizona University, right there on campus. So uh, that has to be one of your more exciting ones. In uh, March, I'm heading to uh, a pool and hotel that you have in Orlando that's actually kind of like an outdoor lap pool. It's at your newest Orlando facility, which is? Sure, the Drury Plaza Hotel Orlando. It's in Disney Springs. Yes. It's an official Walt Disney World hotel. It opened just a year ago. Um, our largest hotel, 604 rooms. It also has the largest Drury swimming pool that yep. you'll be able to enjoy. Um, it's a really great uh, attraction. Yep. There's a whole community out there that is always looking for outdoor places to swim in the winter. You know, and, and people share their ideas with the, We have like a little email chain that we share. And I'm, I'm going to put the Drury in Orlando on that. Do put it on your list. So, okay, Drury does this without the horrible, uh, what do you call it, resort fee. I go to hotels all over the world, and you, you, you think you're paying one fee, and then they say, oh, it's an extra 35 or $60 a night so that you can use the gym or whatever. Drury does not have that. So when you look at the price of a Drury hotel, it's actually lower than you might think because for some reason you guys are not, unlike everybody else seemingly, charging that resort fee. That's correct. No resort fees at any Drury Hotels, including the one we just mentioned in Orlando, the only in Disney Springs without a resort fee. Okay, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So um, of all the hotels in Orlando, the only one that does not have a resort fee is the Drury? Well, just in that Disney Springs area, so yeah. right next to all the Walt Disney World attractions. The other hotels must hate you. Uh, I can't speak to that specifically, but uh, we, we bring some friendly competition into the area for sure. You know, you know, there's another great Drury Hotel that's kind of a, I, I hope you still have this or I'm going to be embarrassed. Uh, Denver Airport is still open? Yes. Okay. Here's why that's key. You go skiing in Colorado. Sometimes your flight from Denver back to St. Louis is at O-Dark 30, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. So you don't want to drive two hours from the slopes getting up at 2 in the morning. Instead, you can go stay at that Drury Hotel, and you're just a shuttle away, I mean, five minutes from the airport. Absolutely. It's the Central Park location, and I think it's right next to where the old airport was, but it's still just a shuttle ride away from the new, beautiful, gleaming airport that's out there. So you guys are all family-owned? This is n no private equity money in Completely family-owned and operated. Uh, the Drury family build the hotels, operate them, bring a lot of consistency. So wherever you go across the United States, we're in 26 states, you're going to get that family-owned consistency. Um, and it's been 50 years. We celebrated our 50th anniversary this year. Happy anniversary. Thank you. 1973 to 1923. Correct. 2023. Correct. Yeah. Um, we're getting the timeout sign. So why don't we take that and then we'll come back. And when we do... We'll tell you where Drury is opening in 2024 and beyond 2024. That's next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, what's it like to live in a prison? We're going to find out when we talk to Dave Morris, who's written The Average Man Speaks Out. He actually uh, taught criminology at Ball State University. He also was a prison sociologist processing new admissions to the Illinois Department of Corrections. He was also a counselor for maximum security offenders, including John Wayne Gacy. And he includes that in his book, The Average Man Speaks Out. He's going to be with us a little bit past half past. And uh, he'll tell us some stories about that. And there's one column he writes about a high school classmate that I hope he can share with us this morning. I've wanted to talk to him about this on the air for years. And so finally we'll meet him this morning on KMOX. Well, today we are talking about Drury Hotels, family-owned company that is considered one of the greatest hotels, hotel chains in the greater, um, well, in, in the country, actually. They keep winning all these awards from Forbes and J.D. Power and beyond. And with us today to talk about is David Nishwitz, who's the director of marketing with Drury. I promised that I would tell folks where Drury is opening in 2024. So why don't we throw it over to you, David? Give us a couple of... Uh, places where you're going to be. Sure. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we opened a brand new hotel just last week in Tallahassee, Florida. So if you're visiting Florida State or for any reason that takes you down, it's our fifth location in Florida. You know what you should do? Give us a code so that we could go online, maybe get 20% off when we book a room there. We could probably do that for that hotel. G-O-T-A-L. Go Tal. Okay. And use that. Yeah. So if I go online at Drury and I use the code G-O-T-A-L. For that specific hotel. I will, I'll get 20% off. You get a little bit of a discount. I think it's 15 or 20. Hey, I, I think I saw 20%. <laughs> well, good for you. That's Tallahassee uh, for Florida State, I think, right? You got it. You okay. got it. Okay, 2024. Where are you going? So 24, the first one, Savannah. Oh, that's the city that uh, General Sherman spared because it was so beautiful. Johnny Mercer lived there. <laughs> and uh, it's a beautiful town that... Uh, of course, people who wrote, read uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil by John Barron. Yeah. And now you're going to have a Drury Hotel there? That's where, Where's it going to be? So it'll be right off 95. It's oh. very close to the Hilton Head Savannah Airport. Um, and it's just 20 minutes from downtown. So we're excited to be there in the state with, of Georgia. With the free breakfast as well as the 530 kickback. Absolutely. 530 kickback. That dinnertime snacks and drinks. Yeah. I think each resident gets three adult beverages. Absolutely. Guests 21 and over get three alcoholic beverages or soft drinks um, as their heart desires. Yep. Well, it's a little too late now, but you're uh, expanding to Dallas. Yes. It's a little bit late for this evening, but uh, Arlington, Texas, um, you'll be able to see from the upper floors of the hotel, the AT&T Stadium, as well as Globe Life and Choctaw as well. So lots of sports nearby, their MLS team, the Rangers, Cowboys fans, they'll be able to stay very, very close to the action. Not your first hotel in Texas. In fact, you have you must have six of them in San Antonio. Ten in San Antonio. Ten. Ten in San Antonio, and I believe this is our third or fourth in the Dallas area. 
I know you're already in Cincinnati, but you're expanding in Cincinnati. Yep, to a suburb just south, Florence, Kentucky. Again, really close to the airport there. Um, and just, I think, about 20 minutes outside of downtown. Cincinnati's another downtown that's uh, worth visiting, and they've got a they've done a great job uh, on the Ohio River there. And then it's off to Chattanooga. Off to Chattanooga, east of the city center, uh, near shopping plaza, Hamilton Place. So that's a new location that we hope to open this uh, next year as well in 24. I haven't been to Chattanooga in, well, I think I was 10 or 12. Here it's growing a lot. So well, Yes. Are you in Nashville? We are in Nashville. Uh, we have and more hotels to come there as well, I think, in the future. But beautiful hotel downtown, one by the airport, and then also in Franklin. And then what, what, tell me about North Charleston. Uh, mm- North Charleston as well. That one is under construction as well. So, again, uh, just is, is that Charleston, South Carolina? Charleston, South Carolina, absolutely. So, and we'll be just, again, 20, 30 minutes outside of downtown and not far from the airport there as well. So, you have more than 150 hotels now? In 26 states, absolutely. 26 states. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then let's take a look beyond 2024. Where might uh, Drury be located in, in the distant future. So in the a little bit further, College Station, Texas. Um, so right next to Texas A&M um, is another location. Pigeon Forge, our guests have been asking for this for many, many years. So get that trip to Dollywood and you'll be able to stay with the Drury as well. I have never even heard of Pigeon Forge, but it's Dollywood. Dollywood, huge. Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, right by the Smokies. Beautiful area. Lots of vacationers there. And over and over again, our guests have been asking for a hotel there. So we're really excited to be able to open and host them um, at a new location there. So if you like Dolly Parton Absolutely. or Civil War history. Something like that, exactly. Okay, very well. Uh, let's see. That's next. Lincoln, Nebraska. Um a hotel in Mobile, Alabama. They're going to build a completely new one there on the site. So I think that's going to start in the middle of this year. They'll start construction. Mobile is not far from Gulf Shores. Not at all. I think maybe an hour. Right. When mm-hmm. you're in, maybe maybe closer, because when you're in Gulf Shores, you pick up Mobile uh, radio stations. I, mm-hmm. and I was very surprised when I found there are two classical radio stations coming out of Mobile, Alabama, just shows my ignorance. <laughs> but uh, that's a nice winter escape. A good winter escape, and you can stay there along the way wherever you're going, if you're going to Florida, et cetera. Um, speaking of Florida, I think the last one on my list here is uh, Brandon, which is a suburb, suburb excuse me, of Tampa, um, and that's another one that's going to be coming soon as well. So keep adding a lot in Florida. I think that will be our sixth location there. Tampa is growing like nobody's business. Mm. It really is. And, uh, wow, so you're taking advantage of that. I will say there's a couple of other locations. Do we have time? Yeah. Let me just share. Uh, One of your most unusual locations is Frankenmuth, Michigan. But uh, before you poo-poo it, they have a huge and festive Christmas display, kind of like those mm, Christmas markets in Germany. And, you know, people here, they'll go to Germany and go from one town to another where you can shop outside and drink mulled wine and all all that kind of stuff. You can do that at Frankenmuth, Michigan, and it has all the charm of these old German villages. Absolutely. I think a little mini Christmas capital, and there are people that are just avid fans that love to go there. Um, And we have a great little historic German kind of chalet-type hotel there. Um, and people just love to come visit that. There, there's also a location uh, in New Orleans. At least it used to be. Are you still, like, just down the street from the French Quarter? Yes, we're still in New Orleans. Best kept secret in American hotels. 
because it's cheaper, it's close, it's clean, it's not that rowdy. So if you if you want nude people hanging from your window, that's not the place. Now, I will say we took a whole group of KMOX listeners and stayed there when we went to take a look at the World War II Museum. And we just two weeks ago lost one of our favorite travelers. Her name was Tony Bryan. She passed away at the age of 103. Wow. She, she lived a great life. She went, on, went with us on the trip, and she had only one complaint about the Drury. I said, what is that, Tony? She goes, I want a bar that's open till midnight in the lobby. Now, with that attitude, she lived to 103. I think that's a lesson for the rest of us. I think she's I think she's on to something. We're opening a whole lot of bars. Uh, we call them kitchen and bars at what? hotels all across the country. Are you? And they're open late till uh, midnight. So she'd be really happy, and she could enjoy her drink into Ooh. well old age. But we've got, uh, we'll have over 20 open next by next year. This is something I did not know about. Mm-hmm. So what hotels will have them? Um, all over the country, Tallahassee that just opened um, has one, and all of our new hotels um, that are opening that were on the list that we discussed will have them as well. I will say also, if you're, um, let's say, um, looking for a hotel, always ask what the price of parking is. Now, some hotels charge, some of your hotels charge, like downtown Cleveland, I think it's $37 a night. But the vast majority of your hotels the parking is free. That is correct. And that and the resort fee, which you do not charge, can really add up. Correct. We just have, I would say, a limited number of locations where you have that mostly downtown locations yeah. where you pay for parking. Um, but otherwise, no fees with us. From Santa Fe to, I don't know, downtown St. Louis and beyond, the Drury Hotels. 50-year anniversary, happy anniversary, David, to everybody at Drury, um, one of the great hotel chains based right here in St. Louis. We should all be proud of you. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thanks for taking your time out of your schedule to join us on KMOX. Well, when we come back, something completely different. I've never met Dave Morris, but boy, can he write. He's written The Average Man Speaks Out. We're going to talk about life inside a prison. Uh, Just in case you're feeling down, hey, let me tell you something. Your life could be worse. And we're going to find out why. Plus, a wonderful column on a high school classmate he had named Betty. And I'm, I'm going to try and share that before the top of the hour. Don't miss this next segment. I've been waiting three years for this one on KMOX. Charlie Brennan on The Voice of St. Louis. You know, I'm back for uh, one show, and I uh, retired for the... For the uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time or whatever, I retired in May of 2022. And I was so sad because I never got around to calling Dave Morris, who had sent me his book, The Average Man Speaks Out. I just never thought the, the, the right time. Uh, but there are a couple of columns in this book, a collection of columns and thoughts that I really wanted to get to. And so I reached out to Dave a couple of weeks ago. I'm lucky enough to actually meet you for the first time. Uh, your book, Average Man Speaks Out, is just wonderful. I'll tell our listeners <laughs> that on, in the book, you describe yourself as an average, a man who lives an average life in an average town, smack dab in the middle of the country. Dave has worked as a prison sociologist, processing new admissions to the Illinois Department of Corrections, and as a counselor for maximum security offenders, including those on death row. You've also taught criminology at Ball State University. 
David Letterman, an alum, of course, and Southwestern Illinois College. And you co-authored the book Prison Guards, The Culture and Perspective of an Occupational Group. I think I lost my copy of that one. But um, did you teach David Letterman, by the way? No. no, no. <laughs> Good to have you on KMWX. How are you, Dave? I'm fine. I'm delighted to be here. And, and your next book will be about life inside prisons, huh? Uh, yes. Well, yes. generally speaking, is the American perception of prison life accurate? No. Uh, one of the, the reason I wrote the book, and one question I've been asked the most in my life is, what's it really like in prison? And on a handful of occasions, I have... Uh, tried to answer that question only to be told that I was wrong. I didn't know what I was talking about because it didn't match uh, ideas that they had formed watching Shawshank Redemption and, and reading other, you know, watching other movies and reading novels about prison. And uh, I don't know more than a lot of people about prison. Uh, there are people that know more about it than I do, but they aren't uh, novelists or screenwriters. Were you at Menard? Yes, I was. So uh, Menard was the home to uh, John Wayne Gacy for a while. Certainly was. He was a notorious siller, serial killer who probably killed 32 or so boys. in 33. The, but who's counting? In the Chicago area. Right. What, late 1970s? 80s? 60s and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, One of the most notorious criminals in the history of American crime. Mm -hmm. And I was his counselor. Wow. Tell <laughs> us something about that. Uh, well, for a while, Gacy held the, uh, held the record. He had the most uh, most convictions for murder of anybody in, uh, in, in history. 33 murders. He buried, 30, buried 27 of his victims in a crawl space under his house, which is a bad idea, by the way. Uh, I, I would never do yeah, it. Yeah. The, uh, in fact, there were, there were guards there at, on the death row unit uh, who didn't particularly like Gacy. He wasn't a very likable person, by the way. And uh, they would sing, songs, uh, sing a song to him, uh, the Garth Brooks song about uh, friends in low places only... When it came to that line, they changed it to Gacy has friends in crawl spaces. Hmm. So, These were the corrections officers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. They have a sense of humor. Yeah, well. Uh, actually, he may have killed more than 33. Uh, there's speculation that he did, and you know, but he will never know. Not now. So, uh, He did confess to the murders when he was uh, finally arrested. And... Uh, then turned around. They didn't. Uh, they didn't record the confession, and uh, then he recanted and refused to sign the the written version of his of his confession. Uh, he was executed in May of 1994, and when he was executed, uh, people at on the death row unit at the prison held a party. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah the, the, they were, the, they the, were that that yeah. The fellow prisoners. No, or no, the no, corrections no, the officers. corrections officers. They had a party when he was executed. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now, Sold T-shirts. Really? <laughs> really. Yeah. Is, isn't he the killer who sometimes dressed as a clown to lure his victims? Yes, he did. Uh, Gacy was a homosexual. And uh, 
but he would but he married and had two children and he moved to Iowa uh, to be with his near his wife's family and uh, his wife's father got him a, a franchise a Kentucky fried chicken franchise and he was he was uh, an official in the JC's there and uh, in the town that he lived in and was fairly popular life was good until uh, he was arrested and charged with uh, molesting a young boy and sent to prison. And he was when he was released from the prison there in Iowa, he was paroled back to Illinois. And uh, he married again, but before he married again, he, he, he'd already started committing murders hmm. and burying people in his crawl space. By the way, he claimed that uh, he his office was in his... Uh, in his home, and that numerous people had keys to his to his house, and people would come there frequently when he wasn't home, and so he said anyone that could have been responsible for uh, for coming to his house twenty seven times and burying people in the crawl space, <laughs> uh, not a very likely story. What was he like in person? Well, he was very self centered. He's an egomaniac. Uh, psychopath. Uh, he didn't have any feelings for others. Uh, he he could be friendly, but it was an act. He, you know, he he mostly he used people. He uh, like a lot of uh, murderers and on death row. Uh, he had a number of female admirers, pen pals, and. Uh, one woman, I think her name was Sue Terry, claimed that he had proposed marriage to her. And then all of a sudden, uh, out of the woodwork, here come several women that claim, made the same claim. Uh, he denied ever proposing to anyone and said that uh, he received their mail and served as a, an advisor to the lovelorn, was the way he put it. Yeah. Now, he helped you get some jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you take a minute and tell us about that? Yes. Uh, that's one of the stories in the book. Uh, I mentioned that uh, I uh, tried to get a job with a uh, small, mid-sized daily uh, newspaper in Carbondale, Illinois, and uh, I had some experience. I, I, you know, in the in the in the story, I belittled the experience I had. I had more than I let on, but uh, I didn't have a lot of experience, and uh, that was one of the reasons why they, you know, weren't that interested in me. But uh, after the interview, I was asked. Uh, if I knew John Wayne Gacy, and I said, yes, he was my counselor. And the next thing I knew, I had the job. And <laughs> Because of your connection to Gacy, they hired you. Right. Then I... Uh, but wait, wait, there's more. Right. Then when I, uh, you know, I went to Ball State, uh, fortunately, I, I knew someone there on the, on the faculty at the, of the uh, criminology department. But still, I had to... Uh, had to make a formal application and be interviewed and what have you. And once again, my lack of experience came up and, uh, 
basically I was, you know, known somebody or not, I wasn't qualified for the job. But then the question came up, uh, wasn't that the prison where John Wayne Gacy served time? I said, yes, it was. Said, Did you know him? I said, he's my counselor. Next thing I know, uh, he's being introduced as uh, the new member of the faculty. You got that job as well because of your connection to John. You know, I always say it never hurts to know a serial killer or two. Right. Well, the odd thing is uh, Gacy and I clashed. We didn't get along real well. Uh, he thought I was a civil servant and a flunky there to, you know, to meet his ever needs. And uh, I thought he was a self-centered inmate that I had to deal with once in a while to get a paycheck. And so we basically we understood one another. And he said to me, he says, well, you can't help me. And he was right to some extent, but uh, he sure helped me. <laughs> Dave Morris has written about John Wayne Gacy and other matters in his book, The Average Man Speaks Out. And uh, there's a column about one of your high school classmates from Belleville Township that I want to get to, but we're getting the timeout signal. So we're going to take a quick break here. Come back on this last show of the year with Dave Morris, author of The Average Man Speaks Out. Last show of the year, and our guest is Dave Morris, author of The Average Man Speaks Out. And uh, just around the corner, we're going to get to a story about his high school classmate. But I do want to mention, Dave has a new book out. Actually, it comes out in 30 days. It's called The Hideous Truth About Prison. And we'll be able to get that at bookstores as well as Amazon.com. Right. Maybe BarnesandNoble.com. Yes. We'll find out. Okay. I... uh... I'm in the process of getting a uh, website where I will advertise and sell my books. So. Fantastic. That's the way to do it. Dave Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. Right. And the website will be, do we know a name for it yet? Not yet. Okay. We'll Google you. We'll Google you. Um, one aspect of prison that uh, we probably don't appreciate as outsiders is how dangerous a prison is. Uh, yes, it is. In fact... Uh, I dedicated the the book to uh, guards and, and correction staff because uh, they go to work. Uh, we you know we, we honor uh, the police and firefighters and and uh, you know emergency tech people as we should as we should, but invariably uh, one one. Occupation is left out of, out of that, uh, and that's the prison guards who who go to work in dangerous places, uh, never knowing whether they're going to go home at night. And w- when you were at Menard, uh, well, they, they have a plaque for those who worked at Menard and died, and right. two, two names were added to the plaque while you were working there. Yeah, well, they, they died on duty. Right. And, From uh, a violent encounter with yes, and there were, and there were several other people that were seriously injured, but uh, they weren't on. They didn't get a plaque because they were alive. So. Uh, we should remind our listeners that our guest Dave Morris was a prison sociologist. Uh, he processed new admissions to the Illinois Department of Corrections and was also a counselor at Menard uh, for maximum security offenders. Uh, and again, the the book coming out soon will be the hideous truth about prison. I can't wait to get that. But tell me about Betty. Betty King, who was your classmate where? Belleville Township High School? Yes. Uh-huh. 
Uh, this is a story that really caught my attention, and it's one of the stories included in your book, The Average Man Speaks Out. We'll have to give the executive summary because time is limited on this Friday afternoon, but uh, share with us what you can. All right. Uh, well, the book, or the, the story, is uh, one of about 200 stories in the, in the book, and uh, it takes place, it starts in, in high school in the late 50s. And like most students, uh, I wanted to be seen as one of the guys, but the guys that were really important. I wanted to fit in. Of course. And not fitting in was, you know, worse than death. I had a problem, though, with fitting in. And that was a young girl named Betty King. Her real name wasn't King. I changed it for the story. However, she was undoubtedly the brightest girl in school. Uh, but, uh, she was a little socially inept. She would, uh, talk to boys about things like, uh, menstrual cycles. And she'd talk to girls about things like jet propulsion. It's just never, never seemed to click somehow. Uh, friendly girl, but, and, and very, very bright. But, uh, the guys that were important in my life, uh, saw her as uh, an object to be ridiculed or, you know, repulsive or whatever. And, of course, I learned to see her the same way. But uh, she had a crush on me, the only girl in high school that ever did. And uh, I spent time with her, uh, basically, I thought, to get get my homework done. At, uh, at least that's what I told the other guys. Uh <laughs> At any rate, like I said, I think she was just looking for, for love and acceptance, but I, I couldn't give it to her uh, because of the way I felt. I never saw her after we graduated from high school. And uh, I thought about her from time to time. And as the years rolled by, I thought more about her. And at any rate, I went to our 35th class reunion hoping to see her. Uh, she wasn't there. Uh, if I can find it here. Uh, it turned out that the old saw is true. You can't go home again. At the reunion, we drank a toast to classmates no longer with us, including Betty King, who had died of cancer a few years back, leaving a loving husband and two children. I found myself rising from my chair and clearing my throat. Oh, I... I looked around at the people who had meant so much to me so long ago. I raised my glass and said, to Betty King, the only girl in high school who ever had a crush on me. I didn't know it then. I tried to deny it, but I loved her. Wow. I think a lot of people out there have Betty Kings, people that they uh, kind of wish they had been nicer to back in the day, yeah. and they wonder what happened to them, and they wonder too late. Yeah, making that connection. So maybe there's a, a message for the rest of us. Reach out to the Betty Kings of our lives. It's a good idea. Yeah. I had a, a high school teacher, Joe Martin, and I. Oh, he, he, he was a French teacher, and he was very helpful. I found that uh, he always gave uh, very good advice and helped me learn French, which helped me learn English. And English was part and parcel of the trade I had. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, you know, I should really contact... 
Joe Martin, and, uh, you know, thank him. Well, while I was thinking that, I picked up the alumni bulletin from my high school and found that Joe Martin passed away in Pittsburgh. Too late once again, Charlie. Didn't contact Joe. And then I uh, contacted a teacher who had also been at the high school and said, yeah, I, I was sorry to see Joe Martin die. And he said, yeah, Joe, Joe struggled when he was teaching you because he was going through a difficult bout with alcohol at the time. Mm. And I had never knew that. And so I was then especially appreciate, appreciative of Joe Martin because he was uh, helpful to me at a difficult time in his life. And dang it, I'm kicking myself. Why didn't I reach out and thank the man? Well, maybe that's a lesson for all of us in life, whether it's Betty King or Joe Martin. Are you in touch with Betty's family? No. (laughs) No. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll raise my glass to Betty King and uh, to you, Dave Morris. Thanks for sharing that on this December 29th, 2023. I wish you the best. Your book that I have is The Average Man Speaks Out. The book I'm going to get is The Hideous Truth About Prison. You take care of yourself, and I thank you and uh, your lovely wife, Mrs. Morris, for coming down and joining us today in the studio. Thanks for having us, Charlie. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, we have uh, the Dave Glover Show around the corner. I saw Kevin Wheeler in the house, and uh, he is getting ready for that. So I think uh, the gang will be here. I'm not sure if uh, Dave's going to be here, though. He's taking the week off. Is that right, Dave Ayler? Okay. Thanks to our friend Matt Pajeski for working the phones and more, and also to Dave Ayler, our executive producer today. Don't forget, Scott Jago will uh, take you through St. Louis on Sunday morning. Uh, as for me, I don't know when I'll be back, but I know Ron Ells will be in this seat on Monday morning, and then Amy and John Hancock on Tuesday. So, folks, thank you for allowing me to join you today on this December 29th. I wish everybody a very Happy New Year. People say, how do you enjoy retirement? I say, I really do. There's a lot less work. Getting ready for one of these shows, I forgot how much work it is. But as I said earlier, if you're looking for uh, another average uh, speaker for your for your event, contact me at cwbrennan at kmwax.com because I also have a garage full of books, and my wife is hoping to get rid of them in 2024. cwbrennan at kmwax.com, and that's the same address if you'd like to pick up litter on April the 20th, 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.